Uh, <clears throat> Alabama. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Hey, y'all, be sure to catch Exploding Head Movies Mondays at 7 at CITR. <laughs> and I was going to do the FM, but... All right. Take two. All right. <laughs> hey, y'all, make sure to catch... <laughs> All right, I got to make it convincing. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hi, y'all. What y'all doing tonight? <laughs> yes, time now for Exploding Head Movies. And at long last, it's Oscar season. Let's set sail.
Good evening. Happy Valentine's Day. A pleasant Monday evening to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to yet another episode of Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on Vancouver's powerful and doggedly loving community radio station, CITR. Your voice of the University of British Columbia here on 101.9 FM. We broadcast at an average of 1,800 watts from unceded Musqueam territory from the Student Nest on campus, and our signal takes us throughout the Lower Mainland. From Squamish in the north, Bellingham, Washington to the south, West Pass Point Gray, and then dipping south across the Sailor Sea, where our signal reaches all the ships and the animals in the water. And our signal then heads east past Langley, deep into the Fraser Valley. We also broadcast up to the sky and deep into space. For as long as this planet and this station continues to emit noisy wee waves. <laughs> noisy wee waves, yes. Talking with a mask that's starting to slide off your ears, always fun. <sighs> for as long as this planet and this station continues to emit noisy waves for all to hear. And thanks to everyone who donated at FunDrive, we should be able to do that still for quite some time. But then, yes, our signal dives down well into the underground from where we come from. And from where all good things bubble up. Telesoptic subscribers can tune into CITR on their television sets by pointing to channel 7023. At least that's the story in Western Canada. Otherwise, in all these places and everywhere else the internet takes you, you can find us on the web, www.citr.ca. The Exploding Hit Movies show page there contains track listings and downloads for this episode. Once the live broadcast is done, but you can always see past ones going back a few years. And you'll find a link to subscribe to the podcast via Apple Music. You also find that podcast on iHeart, Deezer, Geostaven, and Stitcher. And for those who are dogging it out still with Spotify, it's still there. But those podcasts are available for those times you can't listen live to the Crystal Wireless or then the Shoutcast stream at the website. Or in case you just want to listen to something again. My name is Gek, and I'll be your rancher for the next couple hours here. So grab a hat, get your spurs on, we got horses to ride. You should receive your complimentary newly regulatory rope in conjunction with the broadcast of this episode. If not, I suspect you'll be off to fashion lasso out of something else. May I suggest monitor cables? Because anytime I've had to deal with those tangled up, that tells me if I ever fall from a great height, I just have a whole whip a whole bunch of those around, I'll get caught on something for sure. Phone number of the station for those listening live is 604-822-2487. That spells out U-B-C-C-I-T-R. Do keep it short and sweet and to the point. And uh, you can email anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. Exploding Head Movies is on Facebook under its given name. On Twitter at 100 Air and on Instagram is Myopic Man. So, as evidenced by me providing that level of detail out, you can tell that fun drive is over. And I am going to dig up at least some preliminary numbers about what's going on since they were just published. So, bear with me as I load things. But let's talk about what we just heard. After hearing a brief snippet from the Wisconsin composer Tsunami, you just take the A out of there and replace it with an X, so it's Sunixmi. 
feels like one of those words I should know how to say because I talk like that all the time. Uh, that was a station ID off the 2021 album Broken on Reflection. And the rest of that album from her offers a wide mix of experimental electronics. And then we heard one of the preview singles in the lead up to Lady Ray's new album, Piece of Me, which came out a few weeks ago through the Big Crown label. We heard, thank you. Lady Ray is the alias of Nicole, Nicole Ray, originally from Virginia, but uh, actually so originally from California, but based in Virginia, discovered by Missy Elliott at age 15. It definitely was part of a modern R&B vein. But over time, Ray discovered her own voice, moved to more traditional neo-soul elements, and everything off piece of me sounds perfect in that wheelhouse that Big Crown is known for. Thank you was the song, and thank you is what I want to tell all of you who donated to CITR's most recent fund drive, which concluded last Thursday. Uh, the website is still looks like it can accept donations. appears so but for all intents and purposes right now fun drive is over you can always give the website a shot citr.ca slash donate and see what you can still contribute to that way but preliminary number i have is your goal was twenty-five thousand. what we managed to raise just over twenty thousand twenty thousand and fifty seven dollars so the important thing is that reaches a minimum threshold that allows us to at least keep things operational here with some drive to get some new things available for you. Help make sure that everything here still works. As I knock on, of course, as usual, headbutting the microphone because that's what I do when I stand up. But yes, seems like at least uh, Exploding Head Movie's own goals were met, which is always humbling. Uh, once I get the finalized list of donors, I'll give shout outs on air to those. Uh, but yes. I'm always happy that the station reaches its mark. So, in these prolonged troubled times, I'm humbled for any of you that donated to help CITR keep running. Since our traditional grassroots fundraising over the past few years have been compromised by this pandemic. In the background, this is T. Gowdy with Emerald Teeth, and this is off the Montreal label Constellation's long play series known as Corona Borealis. Started in 2020, part of a series of experimental releases that are long form from acts that are not very mainstream, thus are more dependent upon concert performances rather than record sales for revenue. And uh, yeah, you think about how Omicron's been doing a wonder the past couple months here. And uh, shows as of late, they had high hopes in 2022 to resume, but not all of them are able to do so. Still actually waiting for at least one happening tomorrow to be rescheduled, but hasn't yet. As it were. Uh, T. Gowdy, when not making his own music, has produced albums for acts like Sons, an act that we'll hear from shortly. And most recent album was 2020's Therapy with Color. All right, as I keep babbling on, of course, the big news, at least for this weird little radio program, is that last Tuesday, the nominees for the 94th Academy Awards for Motion Pictures were announced. And as we do every year, in the lead-up to the award ceremony, which will be six weeks from last Sunday, tomorrow, yesterday. Yeah, it's one day I will actually remember the days of the week as part of this pandemic, but... The Oscars will be handed on Sunday, March 27th, so in the lead-up to that, we have six weeks to profile the best-nominated 
for the best original song and score nominees. And we have five nominees in each category this year. So the first five weeks, we tied to scores. And then the week before the Oscar ceremonies, Oscar ceremonies, we'll profile the songs, barring any last minute random preemptions. Then we'll just cram the songs in with the other profiles. So on the 28th of March, we'll recap the winners and tie into a profile to a film score associated with the winner. And we'll figure it out. So this year's song nominees come from the films King Richard. Encanto, Belfast, No Time to Die, and Four Good Days. And this year's score nominees come to the films Don't Look Up, Encanto again, Parallel Mothers, and I have completely left out Dune, which we've already profiled, but we'll do again. And I will start off with this week's profile, which is The Power of the King, scored by Johnny Greenwood, famous for being 20% of the band Radiohead. Greenwood had a busy 2021, so along with music from Jane Campion's Western Film, which is nominated in 12 categories overall this year, we'll hear selections from two other film scores with Oscar ties, though not for its music. So we'll hear Greenwood's music from Spencer, and then one cue that he did for Licorice Pizza. But uh, yeah, I'll come back, talk a little bit about a quick preview of what to expect from the Oscars this year, since there's been news on that front. Some strange. (laughs) To be surprised. Not to be a surprise as part of how 2022 goes, which is just a continuation of everything else that's been happening in the past two years since, yes, COVID-19 lives on. But firstly, today marks Valentine's Day. At least that's the story of a good chunk of the Western world. With lots of love and romance and date nights and chocolates and flowers. I've seen all manners of roses on campus here. In Finland, it's known as Friends Day, Friendship Day, Istavan Beva. That's how it rolls there. They're still getting used to the idea of open expressions of affection. I say that because I am one, but then again, I'm from the other part of Finland, which is the crazy social one. Uh, Japan actually tell you marks the day that uh, in male-female relationships, the women give men gifts, but the reciprocation for that happens on March 14th. So we have two songs tied to Valentine's Day before we get all lovey-dovey or some other human emotion to deal with things. And uh, quite likely, although I still have to actually scan, donors that pledged over $101.90 did a Valentine's Day dedication earlier today. And looking over the list, there's some wonderful stuff there. I'll sort of dissect that a little bit later when I come back and talk a little bit about Valentine's Day. And, of course, the gory way that martyrs and Christians and everything like that happens on that front. But, anywho, we've run out of music behind me for a while there. Let's talk about Valentine's Day. And we'll talk about Valentine's here via the act Snail Mail. It's the alias of Lindsay Jordan from Maryland. And her second album, which came out last year, called Valentine, was initially written directly after her 2018 debut, Lush. But after some time touring, she had a little bit of a roadblock. So once the pandemic first struck, she returned to her parents' home in Baltimore to write... But there was also some extended rehab time in Arizona that helped fuel her work. This will be the title track. This will be Snail Mail with Valentine. You're now listening to Exploding Head Movies. Live from the realms of studio, I have that radio station that gives you a shot full of love by Cupid's Bow. This is CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Let's go below. Where no one can see us, honey
New music from Mitski and her album Laurel Hell just came out a couple weeks ago, which is where you find that track. That was Valentine, Texas, which, if you're curious, is a real town with a population of 134 as of 2010. Mitski started writing back in 2018 during her sabbatical of sorts, and she had taken a couple years off of music. But she recorded during the COVID-19 lockdowns, and uh, as per discussion on Variety magazine, it was a soundtrack for transformation, a map to the place where vulnerability and resilience, sorrow and delight, error and transcendence can all sit within our humanity. Can all be seen as worthy as an acknowledgement and ultimately of, of love. So, it was a case allowing a chance for songs that could help her forgive both herself and others. And yes, wonderful stuff. Lead track came out oh, some time ago. Way of the knife, as it were. And yes, Valentine's Day, named after St. Valentine, San Valentino, Valentinus, third century martyr, who, along with being the patron saint of love, is also for epilepsy, beekeepers, the mentally ill, and the plague. All almost applicable in 2022. Tried to, well, there's two stories here. He either tried to convert the Roman emperor to Christianity, or then he performed secret weddings to couples that allowed the men to escape serving in the pagan army. And he would cut hearts from parchment to give to those husbands to remind them of their vows and God's love in their wives. Anyways, the emperor had him beaten by clubs and stones. And when that didn't actually take him out, he was then decapitated. So that is how love works out in many ways. Since we're talking fun drive, I actually did finally get my list of confirmed donors here. So hopefully this is accurate and I don't leave anyone out. So shout outs to Stephen Masuk. Jesse Nori, Gavin Walker, Michael Pitko, Greg Kent, Mark Ingram, and some bozo who doesn't know how to spell his name. Uh, that last one, yes. <laughs> Typing error, which is what happens sometimes when you are sleep deprived, but yes. Somehow managed to raise over $700 specific to the show, which is crazy, so I don't know what to say, but uh, thank you so much. You're helping keep independent voices on the air and then fueling the next wave of folks, whether it is on CITR or tied to our sister magazine, Discorder. Stuff that appears on the website and other things out there to connect with folks. Behind me, this is Yes And and from last year's self-titled album, This Is More Than Love. And this allows us to get to a couple songs here with love in the name. And we go to Montreal with Adelia who has had production help from T. Gowdy in the past, who I spoke over at the top of the show. Adelia's latest album is 2021's One Hand on the Steering Wheel, The Other Sewing a Garden, and this is where you'll find this song, My Love for You is Real. Come to me As you did then
Interested in radio? Passionate about gender issues? Want to be an active part of your community? Then join the wave and become part of CITR's Gender Empowerment Collective. Our show Intersections is every four weeks and we want your voice. We are all about empowering everyone and giving you the chance to speak your mind. There's no experience necessary. Find us on Instagram, Twitter or email us at genderempowerment at citr.ca.
to Lila Montague. And from the TV cartoon series Moomin Valley, we hear the song Love Me With All Your Heart. We did a past profile on the Finnish characters, created by Tove Janssen, now in CGI form, when we did our partial Finland episode last December, in honor of its Independence Day, and that's Exploding Head Movies episode 581, available on the podcast. Montague is a Hampshire, England singer, who's collaborated with acts like David Guetta and Black Coffee in the past. And season two of Movement in Valley is in production, last I checked. I'm sure there's probably some update in the past little while that I completely missed, but as of reading, there was a series one, series two. Hopefully, should continue on with those little hippos and other critters. In the background, this is Mono Tobongo, and off the 1972 album African Voodoo, this is Aphrodite Shake. Singer, sax player, vibraphonist from Cameroon. Did plenty of funky music, most famous for his 1972 single Soul Makosa, which was famously lifted by Michael Jackson. The Mamase Mamase Makosa hook for 1982's Wanna Be Starting Something. Later settling out of court. Emmanuel Mano Debago died in Paris from COVID-19 a couple years ago. And if you're curious, Aphrodite, the Greek goddess of love, lust, beauty, pleasure, passion, and procreation, appropriate for Valentine's Day. Uh, no bees, apparently. So watch out for that. And it was synchronized into the Roman mythology as Venus. So yeah, we'll get two kind of funky numbers here for you next. Kind of 70s jams that fit on one side of Not Quite Quiet Storm, which if you haven't heard that label before, fantastic late night genre. All for lonely radio listeners, but not quite funk. So I'm somewhere in between. And we'll go to Southwark, London with the late Lindsay DePaul. Had hits in the 70s like Sugar Me in 1972. Famous for being the first number one hit by a female artist who wrote her own song. She died in 2014, but we'll go back to 1975's Love Bomb. Here's Lindsay DePaul with Sugar Shuffle. Yeah. 
with a song that recently re-came to my attention. Re-came, great word, yes. <laughs> Anyways, I picked up on that song a little while ago. Really dug it. Been hoping to share for, for a while, so. As we try to do each episode, we try to clear, at least I try to clear the deck just to make sure that we get something that's always fun for me to listen to. Going back to 1977 off his album Melodies. I'm not going to say his, even though his name is part of the act. That was the Jan Hammer Group with Don't You Know. Sampled through various hip-hop and actually taking a look, there's some great 90s music like from Curve. Great shoegaze sort of industrial act out of the UK. And yes, this is the Jan Hammer also did the famous synth music from the 1980s TV series Miami Vice, which we profiled in the past year on Exploding Hit Movies episode 471 from September 2019. Available for streaming at the podcast or off the CITR website. On the page itself, CITR.ca. And yes, don't worry. I always try to make sure I share music I do love with you. I mean, obviously we run into some regulatory things about what we need to sort of cover based on broadcasting in Canada. But sometimes you think about your rating systems for songs. There's these six stars that just sort of fly around there that you need to get in. And you just have to cram it. Cram it the ramrod, as it were. Behind me, this is Jacques Green. And off a new EP called Fantasy, this is Memory Screen plus Fantasy. There's been plenty of activity recently from the house producer, originally from Montreal, now based in Toronto. There was a mixtape ATH001 recently. And uh, in 2019, there was the Dawn Chorus album, but there's been a few singles since then, all through his Lucky Me label. My name is Gak. This is Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. And, yes, hard to believe, but still present all around yes COVID-19 is still going on we have people at least the hospitalization counts are going down but we still have over 800 folks in there we got the weekend reports that 17 people died we're not able to measure anymore how many cases there are since uh, testing has been at capacity for well over a month and I can tell from anecdote I still have friends co-workers colleagues neighbors who have been getting it so we definitely are feeling the fatigue. And we've seen that in both productive ways and then chaotic ways. So yeah, last week there was a call that came in questioning about my approach about how to what the convoy was. As they were expecting a Kid Carson situation, which you may not have heard. Uh, he was fired for his pro. And I can't even say the word there. <laughs> his uh, request to end all mandates. Because, yes, COVID-19 is still around. We are protecting ourselves from others to keep ourselves safe. And we're waiting for sort of, sort of the science to help tell us if things are open up again. So, But the one thing that sort of jumped out was what was going on about how this show was misleading in the fact that why would it be for vaccines, even though this show has been always sort of an indicator of we're doing this for our safety if it's not safe to go out and get something, if it's still spreading and we can't measure what's going on, why would we risk just everything we've worked for here? So the one thing that sort of came to mind is I still have a whole bunch of songs tied to vaccines that I had played for a while the first bit of the pandemic. And then, of course, you know, the first little while we were waiting for vaccines to be created. Then last year, it was the point that vaccines were starting to be distributed. 
So, of course, let's bring it back just to make sure we get everything covered here. So, two songs here. We'll start off with Sinkia Teeth. It's a British duo out of Norwich. It's Maria Uzor and Gemma Cullingford. And their first album, which was self-titled from 2018, was uh, very post-punk minimalism. And with their latest album, which is 2020's spelling out the number two, just more house and no wave disco sounds have propped in here. And this song is about self-medication here. So this is Sink Your Teeth with the vaccine.
Is this music? I love. I can't get enough of that sweet music. Hey, how about we get some music? Oh, there is music playing. That's great. I, I love music. If I ever have a kid, I'm gonna let him listen to music because music seems pretty fine to 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 listen to. Want some more of that sweet, sweet music? Listen to Dialectic with Dan and Chase, Wednesdays from 2 to 3 p.m. on CITR 101.9 FM. This is my favorite part coming... The song's over? I know. Listen to Exploding Head Movies on CITR 101.9 FM. Thank you!
personal bubble, personal bubble. Take time away from my personal bubble, personal bubble. Come back into my personal bubble, personal bubble. Off the 2020 album, Oh de Bonjourno. That was Bernice with Personal Bubble. Bernice is a Turtle Quintet, Robin Dan, Felicity Williams, Dan Fortin, Tom Gill, and Philippe Melanson. And joining there on the alto sax was Karen Ng. If you check out their Bandcamp profile, there are some goats that are not named there, and hopefully they are part of the band. So, diving into history when it comes to vaccinations. The current vibe right now harkens to things like the smallpox vaccine riots in Montreal in 1885. Though thankfully, smallpox was effectively eradicated in 1977. At the time, though, it's called eliminated. As far as the WHO is concerned, it is gone, but there's still talk about it coming back in some way. In small pockets. Uh, There were the polio vaccine protests in the 50s, although at that time, the polio vaccine... There's a lot more faith in science at the time in that parents were seeing how crippling polio was for children. And if you might know your grandparents at this point, they might tell you about those that were paralyzed or then otherwise just died from polio itself. So the vaccine had huge demand. And both the smallpox vaccine and the polio vaccine were highly more risky than what we're seeing right now with COVID-19. So... The main thing to think is that vaccines are a tool to help make sure that the spread is down. Because we have to remember that there's 5.8 million people who have died worldwide from this. The U.S. is approaching 1 million. Canada has 35,000 dead. But yeah, I get it. I mean, after two years of various restrictions, we're feeling stir-crazy. Which ties into, you know, another historical event, which was post-World War II looting. As rationing was still happening, but the war in Europe was was over. Soldiers were coming home. So there's that transition point. So maybe this is a sign of the end, but at least the end of the pandemic, as it were. But it seems like those people coming out of the woodwork right now are showing white supremacist roots. They're doing ableism. They are hassling medical workers going to help people out who have the disease. And yeah, as in recent news, like just a couple hours ago, uh, Canadian Parliament uh, issued the Emergencies Act. So we'll see what happens with what's happening at borders or in Ottawa downtown. Although it seems like it's an enforcement issue in some ways. Make me wonder who actually is participating in some way. But of course, since nothing else is normal, with our brief minute here before we try to get back into our distractions here, Well, there's more talk of war in the Ukraine from Russia. And this afternoon, the Gassy Jack statue in Gastown here in Vancouver, which would already be under negotiation for removal for over a year, but was pulled down by marchers as part of the Valentine's Day Women's March that happens here in Vancouver every February 14th, tied to the missing and murdered indigenous and vulnerable women. Because, yes, Gassy Jack was a colonial who married a 12-year-old, or at least someone under 16. So yeah, things are complicated, but circling back to the original point, we're all kind of stuck in this right now. We definitely 
want to do what's best, but some of us are exposed to people who are at risk of getting infected. And with the asymptomatic aspect of what's going on here, it's tricky. It's still out there. COVID-19 has not gone away. Such as it is. Anyways, so hopefully, as we get back to the music here, we solidify the subtext underpinned here about being neighborly. Trying to do what we can to prop each other up during these tough times, because we have to remember to keep kind and be calm here. The only way out is through. Anyways, let's talk about some of the soundtracks available for purchase, download, or streaming this week. And uh, some of these may already be out, just because nothing is totally tied to a Friday release schedule. And we'll go quickly here. But yes, these come from filmmusicreporter.com and soundtrack.net. And uh, we start off with volume two of the book of Boba Fett, covering chapters five through seven, which may actually occasionally feature the title character. Music by Ludwig Göransson, or at least themes by him, and then some of the score by Joseph Shirley. That's out through Walt Disney Records this week. And then Nathan Halpern's music from Catch the Fair One, is coming out through Lakeshore Records. I'll just loop that again since we have to talk about this. Uh, what else? Mikolai Stroinski did the music to the video game Chernobyl Light. That is self-released. And that's the same story from Iria Geimner and Martin Heteros' music from Comedy Queen. One of the Best Picture nominees for this year's Academy Awards is the Japanese film Drive My Car. The score by Eiko Ishibashi with some bonus tracks will be coming out through New Here and Space Shower. And I'm putting this as one of the potential profiles as part of the Oscar winners. I mean, we'll see obviously what happens. There are 10 films listed as a Best Picture nominee. So we could go any of those ways. I'll prepare for that. Could be tied to some of the soundtracks that uh, or the scores we'll be profiling in the next few weeks. We'll see. Otherwise, Marley Wren's music from The Curse will be self-released this week. J.J. Pfeiffer's score from The In-Between will be coming out to Paramount Music. Inventing Anna, the TV series, or it's on Netflix, uh, scored by Chris Bowers and Pierre Charles. It's coming out with Amazing Music Publishing. Cliff Martinez has worked again with Steven Soderbergh. It's for the film Kimmy. That's coming out through Water Tower Music. Les Vedettes is scored by Charles Ludig. That's coming out through Gaumont. The original score to Marry Me is done by John Debney. That's coming out through Backlock Music. Tony Morales scores the Amazon Prime series Reacher, featuring an actual tall dude instead of Tom Cruise in the films. That score's coming up to Paramount Music. Dan Deacon has been busy with soundtrack work, and I need to dig up some of the recent stuff he's done, but he also did Strawberry Mansion, which will be coming out through Milan Records this week. And then Ramin Jawadi scores Uncharted, and that's coming out through Sony Classical. On the re-release front... From France, there's Francis Lai, his score to De Soleil Plein Les Yeux. It's coming out through Playtime. There's a remastered version of Pierre Piccioni's score to Yo So Que Tu Sai Que Isio. In my hyperspeed Italian version of thing, Yo So Que Tu Sai Que Yo So. I am what you say I am. That's coming out through Decca Classics. This next soundtrack is going to be helpful for me for an upcoming profile because, uh, Recently, the director Peter Bogdanovich passed away. A lot of the soundtracks for his films were diegetic and not fully assembled, but 
there is a re-release of a previously hard-to-find soundtrack to his breakout film, The Last Picture Show. That's coming out the Universal Records. Plenty of country there. Otherwise, Robin Miller's score to one of the first CD-ROM video games for the computers in the 90s, Mist, will be coming out. They'll be self-released. Otherwise, there's a remastered version of Armando Travaglioli's music from Performa di Donna coming out through Decca Classics. And then there's an expanded version of Michael Giacchino and John Williams' music from Rogue One, a Star Wars story coming out through all Disney Records. And we've profiled the past in Exploding Hebuies episode 344 from January 2017, back when Star Wars releases were occasional surprises instead of just <laughs> drops almost every month or so. We also talked about Return of the Jedi back then. Anyways, all that dialogue to tell you that those are merely some of your anticipated soundtrack releases for this week. In the background, happily looping once again here, this is Montreal's Busty and the Bass, and this is a B-side to a recent single called Airplanes. This track is Caribou. And this ties into at least one concert happening in Vancouver this week. So far, not cancelled. Because Jasmine Sullivan, who I played last week, was supposed to play today. But that show is postponed in light of pandemic. And uh, there's also some comedy because John Mulaney had some shows lined up tomorrow. They were postponed, but don't know when yet. But for now, the act Caribou has three shows at the Commodore Ballroom this weekend. Lined up for your family day weekend enjoyment. So there's two early shows. Friday and Saturday, February 18th and 19th. And then there's a late show on Saturday, February 19th at 10.30 p.m. The other shows are at 7 p.m., all featuring special guest Ella Minus. All three shows are available for $50, plus service charges through Ticketmaster. These shows are 19 and older. You must have proof of vaccination to get in. Masks are mandatory. And it's presented by Blueprint Events, UV, and Pacific Rhythm. Caribou's most recent album is 2020 Suddenly. And this song is found off that. I was going to do something off a fun little remix compilation, but it helps to get with the original thing here. Here's Caribou with Never Come Back.
Listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded Coast Salish territory of the Hunkamenum speaking Musqueam people.
Or the Quebec act Ghostly Kisses from her new album, Heaven Waits, which came out in January. We heard Heartbeat. And Ghostly Kisses is the alias of singer-songwriter Margot Sauvé, riffing on the idea of William Faulkner. Of course, translated a little bit through French as well. Lovely stuff, part of a series of singles that came out over the past few months in the lead-up to Heaven Wait. And behind me, this out of L.A., this is Smokey Emery. Going back to 2014, off of Soundtracks for Invisibility, Volume 3, Kimal e Pence. This is The Room Falls Away. Smokey Emery, alias of Daniel Hippolito. Latest release is 2021's ominous-sounding I Do Not Live for Tomorrow. Seven knows everything is right now. Whatever way things go, story as it is. Got new music here from Cat Power, and she recently put out her third covers album. She's done two in the past. This one, conveniently just called Covers, comes out through Domino. It features songs originally written by Frank Ocean, Lana Del Rey, The Pogues, Bob Seeger, Iggy Pop, Nick Cave, and the replacements, just to name half of them there. There's some standards that go into country and into jazz as well. But then this random song done by a Ryan Gosling side project called Dead Man's Bones, featuring a children's choir. That was the original that came out about eight years ago or so. As usual, Chan Marshall, a.k.a. Cat Power, channels her own sort of voice, modifies the lyrics to capture more of the vibe of the initial impression. So it's not necessarily faithful based on words or chords based in spirit so here's cat power with papa power
The Aboriginal Frontier Society is a culturally safe, peer-designed, non-judgmental place for Aboriginal peoples, their friends and their family in the downtown Eastside. It's an accessible space where Aboriginal folks can experience, learn and participate in traditional Aboriginal culture, teachings and ceremonies as part of their healing journey through life. Right now, they're accepting donations of food and warm clothing, which are needed more than ever as residents of the downtown Eastside face the challenges of COVID-19 and winter weather. If you're able to help, you can drop your donation off at 384 Main Street on weekdays between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. That is 384 Main Street. To learn more about the Aboriginal Frontdoor Society and other ways that you can support their work, please visit abfrontdoor.org. And now it's time for an update from the Exploding Head Sports Desk. That's your sports update.
Going back to 1962, that was some early Randy Newman. You might know for his music from the Toy Story film series, but that was a single that was later included as part of the Guilty box set, 30 Years of Randy Newman. We heard the golden gridiron boy. Played in honor as part of yesterday's sports ball game with the awesome rap throwback halftime show. Amazing, that West Coast Santa Compton, now 30 years old. At some point, I was expecting the hologram of Tupac to pop out as well. Of course, at some point, I should actually talk about the Olympics because it feels like we're losing drift of the idea that's actually happening. Something happened with Tokyo in that no one's really paying attention to sporting events because everything else is terrible. Of course, the flag waving right now, we're not sure exactly if this is pro athlete or not. But still. I'll talk a little bit more about the Olympics, I guess, next week. We'll see. It's not definitely this week. This is about all we're going to cover for that right now. Beijing. In the background, this is Theo Alexander. And this is the Caitlin Aurelia Smith remix of the track Bright-Eyed Hunger. And this came out last year as a single through Arts and Crafts. Original version of this song appeared on the Chinese-British composer's 2021 album Sunbathing Through a Glass Screen. Itself having kind of this crystalline sound, but this is further enhanced since Caitlin Aurelia Smith is known for playing the bukla, one of those great synthesizers that's all cables and patch chords and new keyboards. Or at least not a conventional Western piano-type keyboard. Fun stuff. Anyways, we'll get experimental here as we slowly worm our way towards Johnny Greenwood. And uh, we'll stick around L.A. here. Although the roots for at least one of these folks is from Calgary. And it's Sarah Devachi. In the midst of the pandemic, the composer has been mostly working out of home, but her partner, Sean McCann, has started to help out. And they put out their first album together towards the tail end of 2021. It's called Mother of Pearl. And that's where you'll find this track. Here's Sarah Devachi and Sean McCann with Daniela.
The song title translates from Hindi as I'm in love with you. That was Lata Mangeshkar from the soundtrack to the 1976 film Nagin with the music by Lakshmikant Payaralal. We heard Tera Sang Piyar, the main version. Mangeshkar was a legend in Bollywood, an Indian playback singer otherwise known as India Cinnamon Cinema, sang for over seven decades over actresses lip-syncing to her. And she was well-known enough to the point that the actresses only signed up if Mangeshkar was singing for them. Her career started in 1942. She last sang in 2019. So the number of songs here is widely inaccurate. That's the difficult part because the Guinness Book of World Records had her listed at the time for being the most recorded artist ever. For 50,000 songs, although they rescinded that upon dispute. She definitely was over 5,000 for sure. And uh, competition primarily is her sister, Asha Bosle, who's appeared on more accurate 11,000 songs. And most recently, P. Shushila, still active, has passed with over 17,000 songs. Lata Mangeshkar died on February 6th this year after a long battle with COVID-19, which led to pneumonia, which then led to multiple organ dysfunction failure, and she was 92 years old. There were two days of mourning in India issued last week in her honor, and I do need to try a proper Bollywood episode again someday. Something I tried back in 2016 on both a short notice and short trip to India. Four days in Bangalore is crazy, especially when it takes about a day to get there and a day to get back. But if you want to look up Exploding Head Movies episode 305 from March 2016, it was kind of a safety position since I mostly did the Bollywood music that appeared in Wes Anderson's 2007 film, The Darjeeling Limited. Since there, I've collected a lot more of Bollywood music, including some more of Mangeshkar. But we'll figure it out. But I've definitely sprinkled some Bollywood over the years here on Exploding Head Movies. And behind me, this is the Israeli composer Shai ben Zur, along with the Rajasthan Express with Johnny Greenwell on guitar from the album Janun, which was later done into a film by Paul Thomas Anderson about the recording. This is Jalous. Anderson will come back later on in the show since we're talking about a film in the Oscars, but I do want to highlight at least one song Tied to Greenwood's main band, Radiohead, which now has its own side project with a smile. Because Tom York and Johnny Greenwood wanted to quickly record some music during the pandemic. And they got Tom Skinner from the Jazz Act Sons of Kennett to do the drums. There have been two singles released from The Smile earlier this year already. But I found their sound from their Glastonbury set last summer in a weird little tent on Worthy Farm to be really captivating. And someone captured the audio. So this song comes from that set. Just guess sense if Radiohead did get actually back in the rock music, although gloomier and kind of punchier. Here's the smile with a live version of We Don't Know What Tomorrow Brings. Then we get into the power of the dog.
Tune in every other Sunday from 3 to 4 p.m. for Blood on the Saddle with your host, Dan N. For real, authentic country. This is Sir Reginald Wainsmere, composer of the film Too Many Tuesdays. You can hear my music and much more on Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7th on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. In the background, this is Johnny Greenwood from his first film soundtrack, 2003's Body Song. This is Convergence. There's percussive cue also eventually appeared in his Hollywood debut, which was Paul Thomas Anderson's 2007 epic, There Will Be Blood. The first ever soundtrack profiled by me here on CITR, Radio Free GAC episode one. In January 2008, well off the podcast server at that point, but we tried again in Exploding Head Movies at 108 from March 2012. Famously... There were high prospects for There Will Be Blood as part of the Oscars, but at the time, the Oscar rules didn't make his score eligible based on percentage content, since it had to be had a threshold of 60% or so of original music, and he reused some existing music as part of what's going on. But, oddly enough, that is one of the rules that changed for the Oscars this year. I'll try to recap everything quickly here. The minimum amount of original music now for the eligibility of Best Original Score went from 60% to 35 so There Will Be Blood would have qualified based on that. But what else should we expect of the 94th Academy Awards to be handed out six weeks yesterday? Well, this will be the first time in over 10 years where there will be multiple hosts. So instead of one host, like in the past, or the past 10 years, which has just been anyone kind of presenting and whatnot, uh, it was announced that today, hopefully this is still accurate, but we're relying on what was recorded, there'll be three hosts, Amy Schumer, Regina Hall and Wanda Sykes, and they'll each take about an hour segment or so. Since 2020 had an extended film release calendar in light of the first year of COVID-19, it had a 14-month eligibility period, so 2021 has scaled that back, so it's only the 10-month window from March 1st to December 31st last year. And the Oscars will be returning to a natural recent home at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood before they're in a train station to accommodate spacing. Greenwood was first nominated for an Oscar for his music from 2018's Phantom Thread, which would profile an exploding head movies 394 from January 2019, and his second nomination just happened last week for the movie The Power of the Dog. Directed by Jane Campion, known for her 1993 film The Piano, which I really should profile, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons, and Cody Smith-McPhee, who I really need to dig up some of his music because he's a SoundCloud trap artist. Try to get that for a future show. And The Power of the Dogs, based on a novel by Thomas Savage in the 1960s, itself an inspiration, and there's a possible spoiler alert here, for Annie Proulx's story, Brokeback Mountain, which became a movie in 2005. It's a story about two rancher brothers who have a tense but workable relationship, running the family farm as the quieter brother woos a widow. She has a son. The other is a volatile outdoorsman who drives a lot of people crazy. It's set in 1920s Montana, filmed cuttingly in southern New Zealand. And it's based on a series of vignettes to show how both the brothers interact with others and themselves. 
quoting, and I have lost the source where this comes from, so all apologies. Campion specifically went after John Green to provide the score, and the goal was to have an atypical soundtrack, not with the standard westerns. They opted for atonal brass sounds, and then Johnny Greenwood didn't like the sound of the banjo on screen, so he actually started playing the cello like a banjo on its own. So, definitely a deeper sound, and he's quoted saying, a nice confusion and not a style that you're familiar with. And based on COVID protocols, he couldn't rely on an orchestra to do it, so he recorded all the cello parts himself. From the Oscar-nominated score to The Power of the Dog, here's Johnny Greenwood, and we start off with The Prelude.
From the Oscar-nominated score to The Power of the Dog, we start off with Prelude, showing the cello as a banjo. Then we heard the atonal brass of Best Friends, and then sort of the deranged kind of player piano material there of Paper Flowers. And behind me, this is West. Along with Greenwood's score, The Power of the Dog is nominated in 11 other categories, making it the most nominated film with 12. So along with Best Original Score, it's up for Best Picture. Best Director by Jane Campion, making her the first woman nominated twice for Best Director ever since 1993's The Piano. Best Actor for Benedict Tumberbatch. Best Supporting Actor for both Cody Smith-McPhee and Jesse Plemons. And Best Supporting Actress, Plemons' partner in life. Kristen Dunst, a super rare couples nomination there. It's also up for Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing, Best Production Design, and Best Sound. And we'll dig up two other cues of Johnny Greenwood tied to Oscar films, and we'll begin with Paul Thomas Anderson's latest, Licorice Pizza, starring Atlanta Haim from the band Haim as a photographer's assistant who strikes up a friendship with a 15-year-old actor played by Cooper Hoffman, the son of Philip Seymour Hoffman. And appropriate for the day, his name is Gary Valentine. It's set in Southern California in 1973. It's a coming-of-age film. Also has Sean Penn, Tom Waits, Bradley Cooper, and then one of the brothers from the safety, safety directors, like for Uncut Gems and Good Time. Low-key stakes kind of film, sort of like a gentler inherent vice, which we profiled in the past in Exploding Head Movies 356 from March 2015, or then Boogie Nights. Exploding Head Movies 338 from November 2016. That order sounds wrong. <laughs> what? How did 356 come out? I'm getting some of the years wrong. 17? Anyways, I think they, the episode numbers are fine. Whatever year it is, that'll be fine. Licorice Pizza is up for three Oscars. Best Picture, Best Director for Paul Thomas Anderson, and Best Original Screenplay by Paul Thomas Anderson. And Greenwood did most of the cues... But this one is the only one that appears on the soundtrack. Here is Johnny Greenwood with the main theme from Licorice Pizza. And then we'll tie into another Oscar film nominee.
All right, we'll quickly try to take care of everything here since I'm eating into one esteemed person's show here. From the soundtrack to the 2021 film Spencer, we heard Johnny Greenwood with the main title. And in the background, this is the cue Delusion Miracle. Spencer is directed by Pablo Lorraine, also directed another historical piece with a great soundtrack, and that's 2016's Jackie. Starring Kristen Stewart as Diana, Princess of Wales, during the time she decided to end her marriage to Prince Charles, at least fictitiously what was suspected happened during the Christmas of 1991 at a cottage getaway with the royal family, which sounds like a real treat, I would think. This was around the time that Prince Charles, of course, was had his continued affair with Camilla Parker Bowles, whom, as you royalists may have heard recently, will no longer be princess consort, assuming the entire uh, heirage, what line, next line of succession, anyways. If Queen Elizabeth II passes away before Prince Charles, then Prince Charles becomes king. Camilla becomes, instead of princess consort, queen consort, which I'm sure is driving Harry and Wills in some rigid format way. Anyways, Greenwood's score to Spencer features a mix of Baroque elements, as we heard with the piano cue there, to reflect the rigidity of the monarchy, at least the English monarchy, perhaps other ones are less rigid, as it were, but along with free jazz to show Diana's spirit, as we are hearing. And Spencer is up for one Oscar this year only, that's Kristen Stewart for Best Actress. There was initially a thought that Johnny Green would be competing with himself with both Spencer and The Power of the Dog this year, but the latter's somewhat more conventional score took the nod. And there's one other composer we'll talk about this year that almost had the same honor, but that's not the case. But anyways, that's it for Exploding Head Movies for this week. Coming up very soon, surprise he's not punching me out right now, it's the Jazz Show with Gavin Walker. We'll guide you around midnight or so to stay tuned to CITR for the rest of your Valentine's Day evening. Next Monday, Oscar season continues, and for week two, for Family Day, I'm looking at the world of Encanto. Score by Jermaine Franco, and there's a nominated song by Lin-Manuel Miranda as well, too. And then in later weeks, we'll look at the scores to Don't Look Up, Parallel Mothers, and we'll look at Dune again, and then we'll look at the nominated songs. So, we'll keep it short and sweet there, and then March 27th, that's when the Oscars are handed out. March 28th, we'll talk about the winners. We'll close with the title track to Sarah Neufeld's most recent album, Solo. She did a whole bunch of music with Bell Orchestra as part of house music, but she also released the album Detritus last year. And this is the title track. So, you have been listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Please remember there's a pandemic going on, so keep calm, be kind, and stay safe. Don't dox people. Don't be threatened by people wearing masks. Let's have some civility out there. And again, if you donated to Fund Drive 2022 here at the station, thank you so much. We did clear 20,000. Our goal was 25, but we did all right. So our gratitude towards you. We'll see you on Family Day.